0: Welcome to Women's Hoops and Talks, the What Podcast. I am Tara, and I'm here to introduce the final of three parts of our 2020 NBA Championship Bracket. Now, if you've listened to Parts 1 and Part 2, you know that Cassidy, Sasha, Janelle, and I have been uh, pairing up teams against each other based on some different criteria. The first episode, we pitted mascots against each other, and the teams that made it through got to battle with uniforms in round two. We are now back to finish out round three, round four, the final. We're going to have teams match up their coolest players going up against each other. And yes, we're actually going to talk about basketball as well. That's how we are going to wrap up our 2020 NBA championship bracket. Before we get into that, I wanted to get folks caught up on what is going to be going on with the What Podcast This is going to be our last episode for a while. We're going to go on hiatus while we wait to find out what the league is going to do. I, Tara, that's me who's talking, am going to be retiring from the weekly podcast, which some of you may listen to me on. Um, But I think that we'll be coming back later on with more episodes of the What Podcast in the fall or whenever we know more about what the NBA season is going to do. So I want to thank everybody who has supported us, who's listened to the What Podcast, who's written us emails. Thanks, Daniel. We got your latest one. It was amazing, and we both really enjoyed reading it. Everybody, please continue to follow the Hoops and Talks podcast at Hoops and Talks. Go ahead and send us emails, too, if you want to, hoopsandtalks at gmail.com. We're going to be thinking about what we want to do next and how we want to bring the podcast back. And in the meantime, we're just going to be spending some more time doing some of the other things that keep us busy in our everyday lives. Again, thank you so much for always listening and being such great supporters and always coming in with such great compliments. We really, really appreciate it. Um, Speaking for Cassidy She's not here right now, but I'm sure that she would agree that this has been a really great experience and we can't wait to get back. But we are going to be on a little break for a while. So without any further delay, let's go ahead and go to the 2020 NBA championship bracket, the final rounds. Thanks a lot.
1: So, as we've continued with our crazy bracket, our next round will be decided by the coolest player on the team, Coolness. How do you decide? I don't know, but we're about to find out. (laughs) In round one against Milwaukee versus the Knicks, is this even hard? This is not
0: hard. No. Okay, somebody should stick up for somebody on the there's got to be somebody who can, <laughs> who's the coolest person on the knicks right now RJ barrett yeah oh you know what yeah. i like their center um but both those guys are so young it's hard to really know what their fully developed like personalities are like yeah. i think
2: rj seems kind of like a cucumber a little bit like very cool yeah he seems pretty laid back
0: Janelle, do you watch uh, much? Do you do you see much Knicks out there being closer to the East Coast than we are? Nah, no. you're probably not tuning into the Knicks. <laughs> Nobody's. Yeah, you know, you, I you feel... have to
2: specifically get a Knicks fan um, and one who's not like by protest not watching games. So,
0: so I was thinking about that today because I was listening to uh, Nate Robinson was on the uh, the new Rashid – Uh, Wallace Bonzi Wells podcast and he was talking about when back when he was in New York and I felt so bad for him because he loved being in New York and he was super happy being in New York and they let him go because they weren't using him because like according to him like Mike D'Antoni did not see a place for him in the system at that time and he said that he was just broken up about the fact that he was coach Pringles just no one's one speed, he got a one track mind.
3: Well, I just and that's, I feel, why, and that's why the Rockets. I'm looking at Tom Thibodeau to replace him. I
2: think. Uh-oh. Oh, I don't know. I think oh, that don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I, guess, I, guess I was just talking about this. I also, I also produced the Rockets podcast at the Athletic, and we like had Sam Amick on to talk about that, and he said that he thought. So I'm citing my own podcast, Birdie the Beard. Um, He said that he thought that Jeff Van Gundy was the name that he had been, like, hearing the most. And that it's unclear. Like, there's no way of knowing whether it was actually Rockets people saying Tom Thibodeau. Or, like, people adjacent kind of suggesting that it's possible. You know what I mean? Like, there's no idea of, like, the strength of that. But...
3: But if Definitely but if it's around. indeed true, that'll be interesting for for Harden. You think he's I tired now? Wait, wait to um. <sighs> if,
2: if um, yeah,
0: wait till Thibodeau gets I, there. <laughs> the dinosaur himself. Awesome. Um, anyway. well I just wanted oh. to stick up for Knicks fans because they had a guy there who was happy to be there, and poor guy got chased out. And I just I felt so bad for. him because it's like if you have somebody who's glad to be there like let him be there (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. so on the flip side of this matchup you've got uh Giannis Antetokounmpo who's probably one of the coolest humans I can think of yeah right is that what we're is that what we're up against here with the
0: Knicks? yeah and Patty C
1: and oh, yeah. Wes, I mean, like... I mean, have, you have Wesley Matthews, who's just straight up my hero. So. You have a number of guys who could be
0: the coolest guy on any
1: roster. <laughs> I'm not so, even in this, sorry.
0: So, move on on the Bucks.
1: So, Milwaukee is moving on
0: because... The final four. The Knicks.
1: So, we've got... In the Elite Eight. We've got the Hornets versus the Wizards. Who's the coolest? <laughs>
2: I have to go with Bradley Beal because he's from St. Louis and I just got to back him. And I also think that he's just like, if we're talking about like cool players, besides just like being sick, like he is
1: such an awesome basketball player. Mm -hmm. He's like very cool to watch. Mm -hmm. I just think he's great. I'd like to add a point to that. The way that they support their WNBA team is killer. And it is the coolest thing ever.
3: And I think Bradley Beal's mom played basketball, too, and and he learned everything that he knows from her, and he's just a staunch supporter of the WNBA. He and John Wall.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but on the flippity-flip, Tara, I think you should talk about the coolest player on the Orlando match, or the... Oh, the it's the Hornets. Never mind. I was going to... In my mind, it was the magic for a second, and I thought we were going to get an Alfred Camino moment, but um, it's the Hornets.
3: The coolest dude on the roster ain't played for the Hornets in (laughs) darn near 20 years.
0: The coolest Uh, people on the Hornets are in the broadcast booth. Right. (laughs) Well, I would just actually... my, My vote would be for the Wizards, and I actually heard uh John Wall was just on the I know I'm sitting here just like quoting podcasts because that's like all I do nowadays is sit around and listen to podcasts. But um he was on all the smoke, I think. Um yeah he he just was a just seemed like a really good dude. Like and I was like, you know he I think he's one of those guys who the, the story about him is just taken off and everybody thinks that they know. And then when you listen to him talk and explain, you know, his life and his thoughts and his perspective, you go, Oh, maybe I should listen actually to the person who's talking. So I was appreciating um, uh, what I, what I learned about Him from that, so yeah, I would I would vote for the Wizards.
2: Any mad parties? Like you know, that going out with John Wall is like
0: the <laughs> probably really fun. Ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like
2: the best night ever. I think Absolutely. he might be cooler than Bradley Beal, but either way, I think we got the coolest guy in the. Loop.
0: But we don't want him to like risk any more injuries, so we won't go out partying with him for a <laughs> no. while. No more partying.
2: No, we'll just we'll just have a cheeseburger eating contest.
0: <laughs> Perfect. That sounds like a great night.
1: Um, so we've got Milwaukee and the Wizards moving on to the final four on the East Coast side. And now we're going to figure out what's cooler than being cool. Um, we've got the Lakers versus the Nuggets. Who's ice cold? Oh, come on. It's like,
2: it just has to be the Lakers.
0: Will Barton has a lot of personality. Okay. <laughs> Nothing. I, I mean, think is the coolest person in the NBA.
2: <laughs> I'm so I'm calling Avery Bradley a coolest leaker. <laughs> I think that he is probably one of the nicest people in the world, maybe. <laughs> Beautiful eyes, truly an ocean in there. I think he's the coolest. And I also think Kyle Kuzma, despite not fitting in at all in the NBA or with NBA fans. Is actually really cool Like if you ask non-NBA fans You show them a bunch of pictures They're like yeah that guy You know I think he (laughs) On the outside He has cash (laughs) I don't I think he's deeply misunderstood By NBA fans Um, And I think that most of it Is just homophobia (laughs) I'm gonna go with
3: the Lakers too Um, I, I think the coolest Player on the Lakers Is Kuzma because he, you yeah, know, he. I'm does,
2: so happy I, to hear that.
3: I mean, you know, I think he get. I think he gets it. See, sick. A lot of the fans of this game are a bunch of casuals, and ain't nothing wrong with that. It's just as long as they stay in a casuals place, and Kuzma, you know, caters to them, getting you know him getting fits off, you know. So, I, Kuzma. That's perfect
2: for casuals, you know? I think he... I actually think that's interesting that you say for casuals. I feel like most Laker fans that I, like, know are, like, trade him. (laughs) They're, like, get rid of this guy. Um, I don't... uh... Right, because,
3: see, real Lakers fans, they're knowledgeable about the game.
2: But I like him. I, I, like... I have – this has been my biggest, like, tug of war within myself this season has been that he has played so bad. Not so bad. I don't know. He has, like – he has had a couple good moments towards the end of the season. But he played, like, really at the beginning. Pardon my language. And, yeah, I think that I just, like – I just really like his whole thing of, like, how he, like, handles himself and carries himself – and I think that he's really confident, and I'm not sure that he gets a lot of, like, positive feedback on what he's doing, like, how he dresses himself and how he acts and stuff. And I just think it takes a lot of guts to, like, I think he's, like, act, I think he acts different. I think he's, he, he takes a lot of guts to, like, uh, be different, and it's, I think he gets a lot. Of- from Lakers fans, uh, not just about like the way he plays, but also like about the way that he like. But
3: see, he he, he gets out. that criticism from Lakers fans. Because I mean, if if he was really doing well and playing like he like his rookie season, I don't think Lakers fans will care that much about what he wears. He he could he could run around L.A. <laughs> with a with a stocking pair of stockings on his head, but naked talking about <laughs> like, what's up? I'm a squid. As long as he's um a a bucket you know what I mean but since his -hmm. his play on the court has regressed and what he's doing off the court seems to be more prevalent that's why he gets so much criticism
2: I think think I just want to give him more benefit of the doubt because just you know I don't know that it's been like the easiest journey or like the simplest journey as far as his progression and he's been in a completely different situation completely different team every single year and it's just really hard to like find a rhythm and figure out where you and fit. To get acclimated and it,
3: that's understandable
2: yeah. do you because think he, pe- he should there be playing better <laughs> but he's improved a lot on defense in ways that are like people when he started doing that stuff and started passing people were like oh now you can like not be a net negative because even with the offense, his defense was so bad that it was just like, not even like you, you wanted him off the floor. Um But once he picked his defense up, it was like, oh, okay, you like, we don't need you to have the ball all the time. Like if you can do that, um, he still needs to work on like being a bucket because that's ultimately what he's there to do. It's like nice for you to be able to play decent defense, but like,
1: you gotta, you gotta be a bucket. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Gotta back up. <laughs> got to back up the coolness on the court, <laughs> for sure. Um, he is so- well, well, it looks like the Lakers are moving on, which leaves us with one last matchup in the West. Who's the swaggiest? We've got the Thunder versus our own Portland Trailblazers.
0: Um, I mean, Stephen Adams is really cool. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> but is Shea Gilgis. Shea but Gilgis they're cool nothing to compared Nothing oh. compared to okay, our guys on the Blazers. Yeah. No. no,
2: Damian no. Lillard is the coolest dude in the league. I I I love Dame.
3: I, um, he he's he's a talented. Of course, he's obviously he's a talented basketball player. He's a mm-hmm. he's a talented rapper as well. You know, and just combining that, you know, it just makes him cool. Just he's just just a solid dude,
2: mm-hmm. and he's handsome.
1: And we've got Gary Trent Jr. fashion icon to all. (laughs) I mean, if you're not following Gary Trent Jr.'s fashion, I don't know if you know what fashion is.
2: It is actually a shame that the Rockets didn't make it to this round because they would have killed whoever they were next to, except for maybe the Blazers.
1: Except for the Blazers. Except for us, because because we're the the coolest.
2: coolest. (laughs) (laughs) But their fashion, like PJ Tucker, also a fashion icon, -hmm. Oh, him and his shoes! He is the
3: sneaker king. You know, he has a store. He opened a store in Houston, right? Oh, he did. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. He opened a store in Houston. Um, I can't wait to to see his um, inventory.
0: (laughs) Well, I obviously am gonna root for the Blazers on this one, but I, you know, in fairness to the Thunder you know considering how much of an overhaul they went through like they maintained an impressive they they maintained an impressive output for a team that went through they what they went through and like you know it wasn't far into the season after i got i got started saying like stop saying that the blazers like broke up the thunder and the thunder guard worse because the thunder did not get worse
3: <laughs> and, no, oh. no, they, they didn't. Um, and i don't i don't even care that much for cp3 i mean he means well and all but he oh don't get me started on him
0: <laughs> he seems to have had a found a better place he's still a bitter little
3: man <sighs> but you know um uh, he means well, though. I'm going to check out his documentary about Donald Sterling next week. But Yeah, that's
0: going to yeah. be super interesting. Uh, I'm very excited uh, about that.
3: Called Blackball. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. He, you know, oh, CP3 means well, but, you know, he's, he really helped that Thunder team this year. I mean, he was a positive influence on Gilgis Alexander, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll give him that much. Just hopefully he won't turn on shine like he did Steph. Remember when um, when Steph came into the, the league, CP3 and, uh, was his mentor, you know. But eventually, CP3 turned on Steph like an ingrown toenail. Oh. And <laughs> oh, been well, once bitter he and salty ever since. But uh, their parents still hang out, though.
2: I mean, and once you become it, competition. We... Huh? Once you become competition and like like the competition, I feel like it's just over. He's like he's too old to like ever be in a position where he's like competing against shea
3: yeah, I mean you never know I mean hey <laughs> people, I'm so people, people will people
2: that's true, that's and, true. And,
3: and if if you can't get along with James harden, who can you can't you get along with see chris chris and james had a beef
2: I So you think james, james harden, harden is easy,
3: is to, get easy to get along
1: with harden don't bother nobody <laughs> i
0: mean i feel like it was I mean, I mean i mean he court.
1: bothers me <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: he bothers I mean, a lot bothers of people the court, though. i mean you know he just keeps himself <laughs> yeah and, yeah, you know, on no, court, yeah
1: I see what you' saying you know <laughs> on
3: the court that that's another thing but you
0: know, other, other than that, I mean, he don't,
3: he don't really. he just egos.
0: Oh. Himself. Yeah, he really does. Like you don't really hear him talk very much. He doesn't, he's, mm. he's, he's not out he's there talking, talking to the, the media, a bunch. It, but it mm. be plays. Mm-hmm. Chris
2: Paul. No, no I'm talking about Harden. I caught him yeah. he's <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. He I think. does not stop. <laughs> it seems like Harden has like enough. Maybe he has, like, enough outside hobbies where he's like, cool, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go do this one thing. I'm not going to worry about what y'all are saying. His only only outside hobby is the strip club.
3: (laughs) I heard that he had one strip club in Houston has his jersey hanging up.
2: (laughs) Somebody did, at, like, the very beginning of the season, somebody on Reddit posted this whole, like, I mean, it was totally flawed in a lot of ways, but there's, like... A ranking of strip clubs uh, or it was like a the relationship between yes. how good the strip clubs in a NBA city are mm-hmm. and how badly a team plays like in that city
0: <laughs> I expect more hard-hitting uh studies to come out during <laughs> yeah. the quarantine to look into some of these things James
2: Harden actually
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, we're going to need some stats for sure. Yeah, we're going to need some stats. Um, Well, it looks like the final four is set. 30 teams have entered. Four have made it this far. Who will reign supreme in the battle of fuzzy, fun, fashion, and swag? Now we're down to basketball time. So our next rounds are going to be decided by, well, basketball. (laughs) Imagine that. (laughs) <laughs> so we've got our, it's come to this. Of, yeah, it's come to this. We're actually talking hoops now. Um, we have got the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Washington Wizards. Okay. Are we going
0: with fully healthy or are we going to go like in the state that they were this season? Like when the season left off.
2: Yep. yep. So
1: technically oh, we'd I don't have know. I mean,
2: when the playoffs would have when the finals would be happening.
1: So Nurkish is
2: back.
0: You know what? I think
1: Laker fans
0: and Blazer fans can't make this call. I think we need. Oh, this is
2: difficult. I think
0: think we need Janelle to make the call about whether or not all these teams in the final four are fully healthy or not. Do you get, because you can't
2: give them John Wall.
0: You just can't.
1: Because he's not going to be healthy next year. Not yeah, you can't. You just can't year. give them John
2: Wall because he's not been playing. He's not part of the team right now.
1: I can't even tell. I can't even remember
0: when I saw uh, Wall play. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't that oh, far good. from coming. Was he coming back? I mean, he he wasn't coming back this season. No. He no. And no, then he didn't he have nothing. another injury? Maybe he
3: I'm
0: did, but he else. was still. And yeah, he was. He was still rehabbing. But I'm just saying, like, are we looking at all these teams like in the perfect world? Or are we saying in the state of their team when the season ended? Like, real how time. are we real, real time? So, so how like they would be was right was now. July. Yes. So you're going to have to tell us whether or not Nurkic is back.
1: Nurkic is back because he was scheduled to play like four days after the season.
0: I just feel like we don't actually know whether that was going to
1: happen. Um, It was going to happen.
0: <laughs> okay. We were going to go to his house and put him in the car and drag him down to it the It was arena. actually, because Nurkic
3: was going to rehab with the Santa Cruz Warriors because Portland don't have a genie team. He was going to go to Santa Cruz to rehab before they called the season off. So he was coming back.
0: They had announced
3: so the when, date.
2: When does he start had... playing again with the team at full minutes?
1: They Dude, said there was no restriction going into his first he game.
3: He was going to Santa
2: Cruz
1: to rehab.
2: Right. So, so when he does he actually, actually back. come back with the team?
1: He was supposed to be back March fifteenth or sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteenth, whatever that Saturday was. It was the okay. Houston game. He was yeah. supposed to come
0: back. He was the, to play that the game. Houston game, the noon okay. Houston game.
2: Okay. So they've so had, he
0: would have been back.
2: They've had like so they've had a, a month. month of playing together in the regular season, and then like all the whole the whole postseason in quotes.
0: Yeah. What did we decide with the Bucks and the Wizards though? Did we give the Wizard we didn't give Wizards John Wall? We didn't Wall. Even really talk okay. about we didn't give him them. John Wall. Okay. So we don't nobody sees any possible path to an upset. No. Yeah. Not even close. All right. So we got the Bucks they're in getting the East.
2: slam dunked. Like they're getting it's it's gonna yeah. be ugly.
1: <laughs> okay. Say the Bucks had a very a very good round each round. Yeah. Yeah. Like solid. Let's all put around an asterisk so up by there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I mean, so that the, might, I don't know. The Bucks are moving on to the finals. And now here's where the fun really begins. <laughs> um, don't give me two thousand one Western Conference Finals flashbacks. We've got the Blazers versus the Lakers. Please don't bring me back to this. The time.
2: Lakers are winning this even with Nurkic and everybody else because the Blazers have had literally one month to play together and then they have to go to the playoffs. And quite frankly it's LeBron and AD like I just don't have anything else to say it's LeBron and AD and there's no I'm sorry I'm I'm sorry it's gonna be a tough it's gonna be tough it's not gonna be four games I think it's six games and I think that the Lakers win it and I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that that happened to you and your franchise
0: <laughs> so I don't have like a super strong defense because this season the Blazers were never expected to win the championship. Anyway, they didn't have Nurkic for almost the entire season. And then they lost player after player after player for, so for the Blazers to take the Lakers to six games in the Western conference finals, that's a pretty freaking good year. And how could the, how could the Lakers have lost two games against this totally depleted and exhausted Blazer Damian team Lillard
2: has been playing his freaking ass off. Yeah. Never
1: doubt Damien Lillard. <laughs> like um, man can never be underestimated.
2: You have to give him a game
1: or multiple or
2: multiple can-
1: Because you know, when you break it down, cause you know what it, who do you want the ball? In the final seconds of your game, would you rather have LeBron holding the ball or Damian Lillard? Because I'm going with Damian Lillard. You know what, Cassidy? I want a Kuzma three. <laughs> it would have been.
0: Okay, you can have that. Um, we will Go give ahead. you all the Kuzma threes. Um, Cassidy, <laughs> you know what would have been so great about this playoff series is it would have been he would have been facing Anthony Davis. So that would have been cold what he did to Anthony Davis <sighs> like I can see LeBron like carrying the Lakers but can you imagine a Nurkic letting Anthony Davis you know do to Damien what they did before back when he was in oh God, this Sometimes would have been a can. good playoffs.
1: And it would have been so good. LeBron admitted he was a little scared about this matchup.
2: Yeah, you gotta be. He's just, a, he's only a person, even though we think he's not.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I might be giving, actually, now that I'm reconsidering <laughs> Damian against Anthony Davis, I'm giving this one to the Blazers. Stop. We need Janelle Stop. to weigh in on this one.
2: Yeah. Stop. There's no way. <laughs>
0: Oh, I, I mean, you said it yourself. Never count out Damian Lillard. Yeah, and he
2: has unfinished games. business with Anthony Davis. He's not winning. They're not winning four games against
1: the Lakers.
2: Do you know? no wait. How many? How many games against
1: the Lakers did we win this year? Didn't we win that big one? You guys were supposed to win.
2: No, I blocked that. No, I don't remember any of the losses. <sighs> I actually don't remember
1: that game.
0: I can't even picture it. <sighs> It's literally dead to me. We need somebody that doesn't have interest uh, to weigh in. Janelle, Janelle, give it to us straight.
3: I mean, it's not going to be an easy out. That's for sure. You know, Damien is a competitor. CJ is a competitor. They they are competitive. For for the Blazers to go at least six games, or hell, maybe even seven, you know, that that's remarkable. But,
2: you know... I don't think you want to go seven with Dick. The, the
3: Blazers ain't just they don't have the horses to 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 really topple A D and
2: LeBron. Hate to say it. I think you guys are underestimating LeBron like a lot. Like I think you guys are under I like I I understand where you're coming from with the like last like five seconds of the game thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: because I have felt that with LeBron. It's like Especially when he goes to does. the free throw line. Oh, don't even get me started. Oh my god. oh my god and the he's gonna make a few of those turnaround fadeaway threes but like they did not work all last season this this season they worked more but anyway it he is he's just like he's he's gonna overcome
0: Mm -hmm.
2: he's just going to it's in his blood like he yeah
0: he's gonna I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> My goodness, Yasly. You I am going to be so busy beeping all of these out. <laughs> I didn't actually say it. I didn't You're actually a producer, say it. man. I know. Go I know. easy on me. <laughs> LeBron is going to win.
2: He's just going to.
0: Well, if Janelle says the Lakers are going to win, I will have to go with that. But I just wanted on the record that there were multiple times where Damian Lillard embarrassed Anthony Davis in this playoffs series. Yes.
2: Okay. I'm I'm willing to accept that. And
0: <laughs> I'm sure he's thrilled that yeah. we're uh <laughs> trading on his uh embarrassment. Poor guy. I'm sure he's a lovely man. Um, but yeah, Damien would not have made it easy. No, sir. Not
3: at all. Not not a long shot. He-
2: and I like I said, you don't want to get to a game seven with Dame. Like I think if this gets to seven games, that's when it becomes like a dangerous situation for the Lakers. He's I, different. I don't know that it gets there. Yes, but- yeah. But you don't want to get
0: there. Thank but like, think how much swagger <laughs> Nurkic would have going into this series. Oh, ho, ho. he ho, ho, ho. would be like oh, intolerable oh. if you were trying to go up suits, against him.
1: Uh, the fashion, and then the game, and then the intensity, and then the crowd. Can you yeah. imagine the? Can you imagine Rip City watching Nurk in the playoffs after every like? I don't know if you could watching, ever discount uh, that energy. LeBron James just...
2: in a in a finals in a conference finals. That is, it's an unbelievable. It would be a unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Against Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard's in the house. You're yeah. getting literally is the best show around. LeBron yeah. versus Damian Lillard. Best show around. I mean,
0: think how many times those two teams have played each other, and there's been a good solid like five or six minute chunk of the game that was literally. LeBron gets the ball, goes all the way for a dunk. Damian gets the ball, goes all the way for a dunk. LeBron gets the ball, goes all the way. I mean, just like there, every <laughs> single time those teams play each other, those two guys get into that, and it's really fun. So I think mm-hmm. we're all agreeing that that's the best matchup. And- who do you want
2: the Bucks? Who do you actually want the Bucks to be playing? Like if we could, choose, we're not going back, but no, no, Oh, I mean, for like, the East though. Yeah. Like oh. if we could choose a team, who would we do there? Cause I mean, we're not going to change anything, but like, what's your ideal team there from the East?
1: Ooh, that's a great question. I honestly would, I don't necessarily think it would happen, but I think I'd like to see Miami play in that series. Oh,
0: that was kind of who came to my mind. I, I don't, I mean, I think, mean, I think a it. Series? I don't know, Janelle. What do you be think fun about? I mean, who who actually do you think? I, mean, I guess the 76ers are the yeah. are the are the main contenders for the east with the bucks. But I just I don't the enjoy Ra- watching. Oh, the Raptors! Oh, The Raptors! Defending oh, honestly, champions. I would want to
2: see the Celtics. I would want to see the Celtics get beat down by the Bucks. Mm-hmm. But also, I just. L- I'm a bad Lakers fan. Sorry, guys. I love Jason Tatum, and I love. Uh, um, oh my god!
0: I know it's I'm been like a long brain time. Fart.
2: <laughs> a <brain fart. laughs> Smart. But, um, Jason Tatum is from St. Louis, so
0: oh, there you go. Okay, I That's super nice. And he,
2: Tatum. we must have been in high school at the same
0: time, <laughs> around there. Um, but yeah. Janelle, do you like the the uh, the, the Raptors against the Bucks? Yeah, I think that'll be a a, a solid matchup.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. The
3: Raptors and the B- wait a minute, man. When when you think about it, the Heat and the Bucks would be even better, because I remember watching a game between the Heat and the Bucks, and the Heat gave the Bucks everything they had on defense, and it worked, and the Heat actually won that game. I saw it on mm-hmm. NBA TV. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jimmy they, they, Butler they, could wreck they some. They made backs. Giannis get out of the paint, mm-hmm. and and drive the their shooters, you know, away from the three. I mean, th- their defense was solid, and it, it worked. That I wouldn't have mind seeing that if if we had the playoffs. Yeah, that that was a good game, and the Miami had a solid defensive
2: scheme. Mm-hmm. That would have been a fun matchup. That would have been a really fun, like first or second round matchup. I yeah. would have loved to see. That, that. would have been a. T- the Bucks probably would have won
3: that series, but it would have been a tough out for sh- for sure.
1: Oh okay. yeah.
2: Oh yeah, Jason Tatum. I oh, already that- said that. Sorry, uh, Jalen Brown. That was the guy who was singing about. He went to Berkeley. Mm-hmm. I went to Berkeley. We were there at the same time, so. I have to represent, and I also uh-huh. love what he stands for.
1: So we've. We've made our way to the finals, despite some hard-fought hard, hard fought, uh, fighting on us behalf of Blazer fans uh, <laughs> everywhere. We have reached a finals matchup, which, you know, surprisingly enough, I think we may have been able to predict this matchup yeah. before we came up with the concept of the bracket. It's kind so of beautiful. We've got the Lakers versus the Bucks. Who do you have winning? If it's based on basketball. Well, we know who Sasha's picking.
2: <laughs> and I actually mean it. I mean, I think this is such a toss-up. Like, I really think this is, like, I I, I think this is very tough. Mm-hmm. I think this would be tooth and nail seven games. It's, yeah. It would be. Yeah, I, I agree. Totally. It's Im- almost impossible to call. Like, you would yeah. literally just have to see it. And that is the biggest shame of all of this, is that we're probably not going to see it in the – like, we're definitely not going to see it in the way we should be seeing it. We might see it in some way. But I don't even think we should – I don't think we'll see it in any way. I mean,
3: uh, don't get me started about the NBA season and what the NBA is trying to do, because I I think what they're doing is ridiculous. They're, they're they're, They're not going to recoup all that money. That's another show for another time, yeah. or that's an article for somebody, yeah. Absolutely.
0: And trying to come back and play seven game mm-hmm. series is like, what are you doing? And and
3: and and I think yeah. the NBA is just out of touch and selfish, even with that, um, that horse thing. I mean, it, it's not the same. That was so bad. And and and, and what and how are you gonna watch with no fans? And how are you going to have people playing in cocoons and bubbles at Disney
0: World? I mean, they like that idea. (laughs) I mean, and for what? That's what I'm kind of thinking is like, for what? what? And to risk players. No one is going to respect. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like. A lot of what they're doing, like the big long phone call that happened today, like I feel like they're doing their due diligence. I feel yeah. like they can't, I feel like they have to look at every single But there's no
3: due diligence to do. Yeah. What if I were if I were Adam Silver, I would scrap the season and let this let this virus dictate well dictate where where the league will go from here. Mm -hmm. You know, they're getting testing for asymptomatic players and there's people working in meat plants that's dying Mm -hmm. and and getting infected with COVID and they have no access to testing. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: And the players, I mean, you know, they want to play, but at the same time, you know, they're cool, you know, they want to stay safe. I want them to stay safe. I'm not sure most fans want them to stay safe. And yeah. just going to Disney World or going to Vegas to, to play and to have a resolution and then being away from their families and risking infecting their families because the curve has not flattened anywhere. I mean, it's just too much trouble. You know, yeah. I mean, basketball is a game where – you, you can't distance yourself. You, you can do that with golf. You can do that with tennis. You could even do it with NASCAR. That's fine. You, and even baseball, but not, not basketball and certainly uh, not, cert, not basketball, not football. And if I was Adam Silver, I will just scrap the season and just, you know, reconvene maybe in October or November as usual and, and take, even take this chance to even shorten the regular season, which is what they were going to attempt to do anyway, and even changing the playoff format and just really restructuring themselves because, you know, the NFL is still more popular than the NBA. It, it really don't seem like it, but. It really they is. Still <laughs> pop- they, yeah. they still, they still killing in the ratings. And did you see their Christmas day schedule? They no, were coming for the NBA's neck on Christmas mm-hmm. Day, so you know. Either way it goes, the NBA will lose the money. Mm-hmm. The fans, casual and otherwise, make up forty percent of their revenue. They ain't gonna make. They're not gonna recoup that, and I and I doubt that fans are gonna look at a game with, you know, there's no ambiance. Or not unless you mic up the players that and have be, them, oh, that's you know, a good idea. talk <laughs> trash and, yeah. and playing like pickup or, or whatever. But, you know, In it's the not t- the same without, without the
1: fans. With In the Fish. test game they did for the G League, you could hear everything everyone was saying on the court and they couldn't broadcast it.
2: Oh, my God. But they should just break all the rules. So that's
3: what I want to I I listen
1: to that. It'd be really <laughs> entertaining to listen. NBA
3: shouldn't come back, and I think that Silver should really think about what they could do during the best case or worst case scenario.
0: You know, with with this COVID. Well, that's what I think. What I what I meant when I was saying he's doing his due diligence. Like he, they have to go through the exercise of thinking it through and showing to the governors that they have you know looked at all of the different things but i think ultimately see the, see the governors want their want their piece of the money right and but i think
2: 100%. if uh. they
0: stop now they could at least know how much they lost like and then they could plan from there i think one of the things it's it just keeps dragging out because they don't know because they keep thinking maybe we can somehow recoup here and there and they're smarter people than me thinking about it and maybe they can but like you know this is my plug to say that, like, well, it's, at this it's point, just too much. I mean, you know, it's just too much trouble. Yeah, with everything stopped, why don't they rebuild it in a way that's going to make sense for years into the future, rather than just make sense for the rest of for the sake of getting you know things in the record books all finished up i mean we've determined practically who won so like we could send this to the league office and be like it was between the bucks and the lakers uh (laughs) we haven't yet decided who won but like You know, and then they could start thinking about rebuilding it in a way that's going to be longer and sustainable and fair and equitable for everybody, including all the people who work for the teams and the people who work in the arenas and the families and all the people, you know, who are associated with it, rather than just looking at what's, you know, good for the rich people, you know, who are on the board of governors. But let's figure
2: out who won. I was gonna yeah. say one one quick thing. Yeah, this is where you're like super happy to have Chris Paul as your as yeah. yes. your like. Yes, even though
3: he, yeah, he he is an awesome president. He's yeah. so good.
2: Yeah, and yes, he, he, he is. He's really fighting uh, for players.
3: Now, and that's I so don't important. care that much for, for 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 that little bitter little man. <laughs> but I I will I will give I'll give him his due. Mm-hmm.
0: This
2: is where you want someone who's just gonna incessantly bark.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Who's just going to fight just relentlessly for the people that he's been elected to, uh,
1: to represent, Mm -hmm. but he's not in our finals. No, No. (laughs) we've got the bucks. We've got the Lakers and you know, any which way I look at this, no matter what would happen, I think this would be an iconic moment in Giannis's career. No matter what. Because I think if you lose, then you see what happens when someone of that caliber goes through something like that. And if you win, you watch him win a championship and maybe begin something that's just so beyond crazy fun to watch in the future. And so I just, no matter what to me, when I look at this matchup, this matchup is about Giannis, no matter what, in my mind. Because it's about his growth either way for me. Because I've seen what LeBron can do at these stages. I've never seen... I I haven't gotten to see what Giannis can do at this stage. And I think what Giannis is going to be able to do at this stage is crazy. His... uh, I'd be cheering for him for sure in this case. Also, I'm cheering for Wesley Matthews because Wesley Matthews. But (sighs) it, it. I just see him as the future so much... Of the icon of the future in a lot of ways, and I just think either which way, this is the beginning of Giannis's documentary.
2: I feel like someone. There are two people who are who are being left out here, um, but one person who I think really deserves to be mentioned, and that's Anthony Davis, because yeah. I feel like he has. So much to prove. Like, I'm not, I don't feel confident that given this opportunity, he would actually be able to step up. So, that to me, that's what this is about because we know LeBron can do. Like, it is, it would be unbelievable if he won. Like, if he won and he was like the main driver of that, which I suspect that he would be, it would absolutely just like everyone would lose their freaking minds because it's just one more, like, then everybody starts to have the conversations about Michael Jordan and LeBron again, I feel like. I feel like that it just stirs up everything, and it just completely changes our perspective on, like, what a player can do and, like, how players can age and just everything about... Honestly, there's, like, a biological aspect to the win. (laughs) Like, it would be insane. And just thinking about, like, what your mental state can... Like, how mentally strong... Being mentally strong affects being a player, that kind of thing. Anthony Davis, this is like the biggest test for him maybe he's ever had if he's in this game, if he's in the series. So like, I I really would be going in there with fingers crossed saying, please don't let us down and don't let yourself down because he hasn't been like, he's been doing amazing things every night, but he hasn't been like taking over games. Like he's maybe done that, like 80% twice the whole season. So that for me, I'm looking for him to take over some games. And he's like against Giannis, like you have to be a defensive, you'd be insane on the defensive end. And luckily that's like who he is. So I think that that could be a huge place for him. I think he's really struggled offensively, but he's like just been nutty on defense. And it would just be a clash of like Titans basically. Oh my god! I know. Now I am so I bummed. I going to see this. Series. <laughs> oh, this is actually, I'm like gonna. Oh, so uh, yeah.
0: I, I I think within this matchup, I think the Lakers probably pull it off based on just like sheer looking at years of service and just like how ex- like experience and when it comes down to it, when everything is equal and both teams are so talented and they have so many good players, you know, it, it, at some point it just comes down to who's been there more times, who knows what to do more more. And I haven't looked like at the, I mean, I'm guessing that, just by virtue of LeBron alone, yeah. the Lakers have a, a lot more uh, playoff experience. So I would go with the Lakers based on that. But that yeah, doesn't mean it wouldn't be super Rondo. exciting. What?
2: We even talked about LeBron. Nah. <laughs> 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 I'm totally kidding, but that could happen, but it probably won't. <laughs>
1: like, Man, Damien like would have liked to have seen this.
0: him. Yeah. So my okay. my vote would be for the Lakers on this one. If I had to guess who was going to win. I want
2: to hear. I want to hear.
0: I want to hear what Janelle has to say. Books.
2: Books. I mean, I think
3: that they're more of a complete team. I mean, yeah, they don't have the playoff experience, but remember in 2015, the Warriors didn't have, have that much of experience. They started to figure it out, and they did. Experience is fine, but it comes down to also who would have the better scheme. Mm, you know yeah. what I mean? Who would have the better scheme? And like I said, the Bucks are pretty deep. The Lakers have, I guess, from what I remember during the season, they, they were looking for a couple of pieces to, uh, to round out, you know, their playoff depth, but – you know, it, it it would be a compelling series. Um, yeah, I could see the Bucks implementing Hackabron
1: because
3: mm-hmm. for whatever reason he he cannot buy a free throw. I and I I really don't understand that.
2: It's you like know? it's like um, horrible, and it's and I'm being so spoiled because he's so amazing otherwise, but. Good Lord. You know. Uh, and it's contagious, the are, unfortunately.
3: The are pretty solid defensively, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, experience is good, but sometimes experience isn't really, in, you know, it's, it's a factor, but it's not really a factor when it comes down to mm-hmm. to scheme.
2: I think the coaching does let the Lakers down a little bit. Um, yes. Uh,
3: you know. Um, it does.
2: But you know, we've all been pleasantly surprised by Frank Vogel and he's had some like really great moments and the Mm -hmm. defense is great. Like, it's just great. It's just very good. And I think that he would, he would be able to like really be great on defense and like pull, do schemes for that and be very good at that. And then Mm -hmm. really what you're doing there is then just saying, okay, LeBron go offense, like you, this is you basically. (sighs)
0: Frank Vogel has had quite a year because I remember at the beginning of the season those of us who didn't follow the Lakers anyway going well how long is it going to be till you know how long is he going to have that job and he just really owned it He, he he has
3: he has and in spite of he has thrived in spite of because LeBron I mean Jason Kidd is LeBron's guy Right, we are.
0: We all thought yeah. that Jason Kidd was Bole just going to waltz I right in. Google
3: was set up to be the fall guy, but you mm. know, the, t- the
2: talent, you know, yeah.
3: Hey. And more power like, to him.
2: They did just like figure it out at a certain point. Like the talent carried them through a lot of games. I think, yeah. you know, I think there are a lot so of games listen. like they. You just can't lose to some teams. You with with LeBron mm. and AD, you just can't. It's just how it is. And that like for sure, LeBron's offense just like being totally in charge and then eighties defense being totally in charge, you know, it's like what are you gonna do? Ooh. But when they started winning games against the good teams towards the end of the season, I really feel like that was a turning like like I said earlier, that was like a turning point. Like beating the Bucks was a really big deal. And yeah. I think that like I, I don't know. I think we I think we proved something in that game <laughs> that it was possible maybe uh-huh. but it was it, it's hard Oof. I mean seven games against the Bucks like you gotta think that's one of the hardest matchups you can think of oh
3: god
0: that Playoffs would be such a good general,
3: series a war of attrition yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. especially yeah. The, uh, the later the, the round gets you know if it goes to like five well games six and seven you know mm-hmm. you're, you're really pushing it I don't care who you are
2: and that's yeah. another thing. Everyone's so tired. And LeBron mm-hmm. hasn't, like, he's been playing less minutes, but it's still a lot of minutes. And he's been playing a lot. He's missed only a couple games, I think, maybe one or two. And
0: probably more than that. I can't remember. But, but he was set to play a lot more games this yeah. year than he would played. Yes. In, yes. in a while so yeah. for so, sure
2: yeah it was uh but he i know he did have the whole summer off like, um of course but mm-hmm. it's still still a lot it's still a lot you're counting a lot on fresh legs like you're counting a lot on ad to be like a juggernaut and you're just praying to god that rondo finds something within himself and also maybe that Kuzma finds something within yeah.
0: himself <laughs> <laughs> Like well, that's a, that's you know an issue and Caruso has also been ca- oh, totally capable. So, oh, so who are we sending into the league as the winner? So I'm saying Lakers. Yeah, I'm reluctantly giving it to the
1: Lakers. Oh, if only I had a vote, because it would have been you and me, Chanel. Because I'm with you died? on the Bucks. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, my vote would have been with the Bucks, but I don't have a vote this round. So. Moving on from our fun bracket of funness, thanks Woo! to uh, – Okay, no Goodwill taking Ambassador. victory laps, Miss Sasha. <laughs> yeah, thanks to Goodwill Ambassador was... Jack Nicholson, who, you know, every <laughs> <iffy> mascot <laughs> question, but, you know, we'll take it. Yeah, um, they got lucky to skate out of that first round. Yeah. Um, So Which we're we giving this ago. one <laughs> to the Lakers, even though we all know the
0: Blazers really were going to win. <laughs> Blazers are number one in our hearts. Oh, That's it's for funny sure. because the
2: Clippers never entered into this conversation at all because they got screwed, I think, in the first round.
0: Right. Like, yeah, well, uh, they should have had a better mascot.
1: Uh, yeah, it, it try harder. 100%. <laughs> Don't have scary <laughs> condors. <laughs> like the worst, maybe the worst one in the league. <sighs> it's the worst yeah, the it's league. so terrifying. Well, it has a, been a very fun journey from what mascots season. <laughs> to uniforms, uh, coolest players to basketball to talking so much about basketball that we're wishing we had the series that we're not going to probably going to get to see, but don't worry. That's why we're here to choose the bracket champion. Uh, congratulations Lakers. That hurts me to say. Wow. Um, Shooting well, too. <laughs> should probably wrap things up. Yeah, let's
0: do it. Hey, thanks for leading us through that bracket Cassidy. I was glad I got a, a chance to vote this time. Although I think all I really did was just like use the lone dissenting vote (laughs) a lot, but that's okay. That's kind of like what I am in life too. I'm always like the one dissenting vote, but that was really fun. And so Janelle and Sasha, Thank you so much for joining us on this epic journey. I might have to actually divide this one into two because it's so long and uh, I know it's late. So the two of you, thank you so much for keeping up with us. Um, Anything you want to uh, promote, talk about, uh, share with uh, listeners before we sign off for the night? Janelle, do you want to go first? Well, I I have nothing new to, to
3: share. Um, I'm hoping to have some good news soon. I've, um, uh, I've um, sent my stuff into Spin. so I'm hoping that I will be added to their rosters, and hopefully they have a new editor-in-chief, and they're looking for, for people, and I'm, like I said, I'm a free agent, and, you know, I, I still
0: want to wanna get out here. All right, we'll keep our fingers crossed for you. How about on Twitter, if people want to follow you on Twitter?
3: Uh, Janelle12, 12, J-A-N-N-E-L-L-E
0: 12, awesome very good sasha you want to share what you are up to these days no nba but still nba podcast right exactly uh blazers fans check out
2: from the rose garden podcast with jason quick and dave Dufour and other colorful characters we actually had toron on a couple a couple weeks ago that was really um, fun very fun and yeah that's about it uh great don't miss basketball too (laughs) (laughs)
0: much. well you can go bask in your laker victory (laughs) go do your (laughs) go do your safe social distancing run around the block (laughs) anyway uh you can find me on twitter at tcb biggs you can find the blazers edge podcast at blazers edge so if you want to find out what we have coming up next be sure and subscribe to the blazers edge podcast cassidy would you like to take us out of here
1: yeah, you can find me at Cassidy Gamet on Twitter. And guess what? We still love email, especially quarantine email. So shoot us an email at hoopsandtalks at with maybe what's your favorite mascot? What's your favorite random mascot fact? I'm clearly still stuck on mascot brain, <laughs> but tell us about the other things too. Hit us up on our email. And until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and be kind to one another.